0: Welcome everybody to the Screaming Boy podcast episode number 22 and we are uh, here tonight with Josh Calandros and Adam Runyon and we are excited to talk, just sit around and bull crap tonight because it is on one of our favorite subjects. Uh, It is Mystery Science Theater night. Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, of course we know, um, has just returned to Netflix um, but mystery science theater 3000 ran from 1989 to 1999, uh, when it first came out. So, um, it is quite possibly one of my favorite shows, um, uh, to date. I mean, it, it is, it is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen and I was pumped that they brought it back. So, um, first of all, first and foremost, uh, Josh, how you doing tonight? What's going on, man?
1: I am doing very good. We, uh, we started talking before we started recording, which means <laughs> yeah. I'm already on beer number two at home. So uh, it's, right, it's right. probably going to be a good one. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm super pumped about this. And um, kind of like you were saying, I'm, I'm not as much of like a movie buff or just a general TV buff as uh, as you are or some of the guests are on, on the shows and stuff. But for me, my entire sense of humor not just for what I like to watch or see, but like how I act and like how I interact <laughs> with friends and talk and joke around about stuff it comes down to two things: one is The Simpsons, and two is Mystery Science Theater. And which one has more influence on my general overall taste in sense of humor changes every day. Like it's it was huge for me, and I'm I'm really excited to talk about it.
0: Good, Adam. What's going on tonight, man?
2: Oh man, lots and lots and lots. And by that I mean nothing. i I know i know the feeling there i mean it's just i've gone to the store i went and got gas a little while ago and i mean just a normal a normal monday you're you're an adult now sir i mean that's what that's what adulting is all about (laughs) if somebody has had had told me this is what adulting would be like i would have i would have found a way to neverland or something because that was it's it's not it's all cracked up to be, even though you can eat candy for breakfast you're gonna you're gonna regret it at long
0: i, I do eat candy for I breakfast. Know, I
2: don't know why I'm talking about this <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah um adult <laughs> stuff adult. so
0: <laughs> mystery science theater i I was first introduced to mystery Science theater in in high school, and my friends were like you have to watch this now I was hanging out with uh, a crew in high school uh the Jeremy Proudmore Jared Lowe uh, we had uh Mike Michael you know Mike Ferris uh and uh or not Mike not Mikey Ferris That's, <laughs> Wow, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to edit that one out um which I will uh <laughs> So I, I was first introduced to Mr. Science Cedar in high school and it was uh, Jared, Jeremy, Mike, uh, me, Sean. And we, uh, they, I remember it was, uh, mostly like, I mean, I remember Jeremy specifically telling me about Mystery Science Theater and, and Jared. And it was, it was on the same level. You have to, I mean, like they to kind of be their friend, I had to watch Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Monty Python. I had to catch Monty Python's, uh, Quest for the Holy Grail on Comedy Central and record it and watch it. Um, So I did both of those. And, you know, I started watching Mystery Shining Theater. When I first watched it, I was like, what in God's name am I watching? Uh, And it is, it was one of those things where like, I think I came in on the middle of it where they were sitting in the theater and it was, it was, it was of course, uh, Crow, uh, Tom Servo, and Joel sitting there, uh, just riffing on a movie. And then after I started listening to him, you know, making fun of this movie, I was like, "Ah!" And it was the one of the worst movies I'd ever seen. And and I was like, I could really get into this. This is this is incredible. And um, it, was, it, it, it was it it was it was my but just like you said, my kind of humor. how I, <laughs> how, I, how I interacted with people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And uh, uh, so high school was definitely, uh, you know, it was one of those things where like I had to watch it every time it came on, or I had to, you know, set the VCR to record it. Um, it, For those of us who know what a VCR is, um, (laughs) I had to set it to record it and watch it. So um, it it was just one of those, it it was just an incredible show that uh, had this really, really, really broke feeling to it when I say broke, I mean monetarily broke. Um, but that's what made it amazing is because they obviously couldn't afford the best, you know, uh, special effects or um, uh, uh, <laughs> costumes or. Well, the, um, the
1: the cool thing there, too, was like looking back on it. Yeah, dude, like it was super low budget. But at yeah. the time and, and so. I also think it's important for us to like put a frame of reference on when we saw it, because yeah, um, before we started recording, I said, I, I'm really excited to like, uh, this is the first time I've actually sat and tried to pay attention to a general guesstimate on when I started watching it. So right. The, the original run, like there were, there was the pilot season from 88 to 89, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't, I, Adam. Actually, actually, don't know where you grew up, but like Ronnie and I are, are were originally from like the southern West Virginia area, so it was like we were not going to get uh, Minneapolis public access TV, so we didn't get that pilot season or anything. Right, but, right. But the original run after that went from '89 to '96, and sitting here thinking about it, uh, my friend Jared McAllister and I would watch them like almost religiously. And whenever I was in uh, junior high, so I was going to Central Junior High School, which was 94 to 95, 96, somewhere around that time frame, which would have put this at like the fifth or sixth season. Right. Yeah. So junior high, I was what, like 14, 15, 16 years old or something like that. So you're kind of starting to get in that point in my life at least, where I'm trying to understand what is or isn't cool and yeah, gradually I mean, understanding that I don't really care what's cool. Finding your own sense of humor.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So that that I, was really big for me. Yeah, I was the same way. I think it was probably for me. I think actually watching – I remember seeing it on, on Comedy Central back probably 93 – but I don't think I actually started watching it and understanding what it was until about '95, maybe, and it probably lasted until '98 when I started yeah. high school because nobody really watched it then. Like, and I couldn't get anybody to watch it. Plus, South Park was out at that time, and and Final Fantasy was released on on right, uh, yeah, so other things replaced <laughs> yeah. it. So,
1: well, that so that's yeah. that's really an interesting point too, though, is because I think that this show is amazing, like the history of it's amazing, but it's 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 particularly better experienced with when you're watching it with someone else in the room. True. Right,
0: yeah, right, absolutely.
1: And that's, that's really rare. I mean, you always want to watch TV shows with someone else, but mm. most comedy shows, that doesn't really matter. You know, like most comedy shows, if they're good comedy, you can just sit and enjoy them and laugh, and it's really no big deal, but there are... So many there were so many weird references, especially being in junior high, and this being really my first experience with whatever the hell Midwestern sense of humor was. <laughs> right. Which is, is is its own genre of comedy. Like it's it's really unique. And it's 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 not quite Canadian, but it's it's getting there. You know? Like it's <laughs>
2: Not quite so <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It's
1: it's. I mean, like it's it's not quite that, but it's 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 really funny. Like you've got enough American references, but like the really dry aspect, you're like, "Was it a joke?" But yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> was it? A, I don't I don't know what's going on here. But yeah. I'll, so I, I
1: I I remember we first started watching it when Joel was there. Yeah. And yeah. then Joel ended, and I'm not to be jumping around, but this is just kind no, of no, my no. overall yeah, go experience. For it. So, like, we started watching with Joel and got maybe a full season and a half, and I still feel like Joel's my favorite of all time. Oh, absolutely. And then Sounds we like got the Doctor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then so favorite. we got, we got, man, that's, yeah, we can go off on a way tons of more tangents on that no, one, but that's, no, that's we, so uh, true. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I, so there was another two and a half seasons and I remember that, um, or however many, yeah, two and a half seasons before the movie came out and the movie happened between the end of the comedy central run, which at the time felt like the end yeah, and the sci-fi stuff. So I remember the last comedy central show, which I'm going to go out on a limb here and I haven't double checked this, but I'm almost positive. It was laser blast. Um, I think
0: it was laser blast.
2: What, the and movie? the
1: only reason, yeah, yeah, the movie was laser blast. And the only reason I remember that so much is because again, Jared McAllister and I watched this stuff religiously for like three years up to this point. Mm-hmm. And I remember we knew it was going to be the last one because they had been mentioning it on like TV and we had been reading about it. And um, we had like, we had like a watch party. Yeah. Like he came over to my house and this was this was 1996 so I was 14. We were both 14. And having like this watch party and super bummed but having a blast all the same time. Yeah. And we were so naive. We were so naive that summer because we were like, oh man, the movie's coming out. We got to make sure we pay attention if it comes to Charleston.
2: Yeah, yeah. Dude
1: Dude, that movie never saw the light of day in the whole state. No, you know, like that. That movie's distribution it's was so, so low. Say, yeah. I don't
2: think I ever, I don't think I ever saw an actual movie. No, it was out it, on it, it was out on Laserdisc. I remember I that. rented it.
1: <laughs> I've seen it a lot since then, for obvious yeah. reasons. Now in the world of like anytime, any anywhere distribution, but like, yeah, I remember I I bought it on VHS. However many couple years later. But I remember it was three or four months after that movie came out and it never saw the light of day in West Virginia. And we were still checking the newspapers. I was like, why, maybe why isn't
2: this out? Why I, Yeah, like, how can people not watch this? Yeah.
1: And I'm sure at the time we were like, <laughs> do they know how many people they're missing out on for viewership? Which is just <laughs> absurd because like nobody gave a shit in West Virginia. <laughs> but, right. but I mean, we were, I mean, it was crazy. It was, we were, we were super, super real. And, and, And especially, like, way – this was a handful of years before the internet. And it felt like, especially in Logan County, it felt like literally Jared and I were the only ones watching it. And it felt like we were the only ones on the entire planet that really got it. That
0: that, understood it.
1: Yeah, that understood it. Yeah. And had that connection. And it's weird because I feel like people, not just – not just kids today. But, like, people don't really get a chance to have that feeling anymore. Yeah. You know, like, mm, you yeah. with, with the internet and Netflix and Hulu and anytime, everywhere, like, you don't you don't get to sit, if, if you're born and raised or if you, you're living in, like, a really rural area, you don't get a chance to experience something on TV and the movies where you're like, man, this is, I have finally found a gym because yeah. odds are you found it on netflix and if you found it on netflix you're not the one that found the gym you know <laughs> like yeah it's just it's just different and it was it was a really cool kind of organic experience in that in that way
2: very now, cool this is, the movie is also the one and i don't think i've ever seen the movie in its in its entirety but i've seen the ending of it now don't they they turn around and they they riff on the the credits isn't, isn't that this one? Is this the same one? Or is that something else I'm thinking of? Um, I, I, you know,
0: I, I can't really remember if they riff on the credits or not at the end of the movie. I know that um, the end of the movie um, that uh, Michael – or is it Mike? Uh, they, they they finally make their way back to Earth, and it shows Tom – I think maybe Tom Servo and Crow in an apartment together. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: I don't remember that at all. For sure reason, I don't remember, I, I don't remember watching, that. I remember watching the, the classic, just them watching this island earth, you know, and, yeah. and watching that aspect of it. And I don't remember, and that, that's something we can touch on a little bit later. Like, it was really rare yeah. As a, in, in junior high that I watched to the end yeah. of uh, a Mystery Science Theater episode, just because at the time, again, I'm in junior high, and they typically started at a, like 11.30 p.m.
0: Yeah, the yeah, it was it. it <laughs> this was not uh, an early start
1: for for, for well, uh, You know what's what's funny yeah. is to this day I still get sleepy watching these episodes just because that's the natural <laughs> that, pattern of what. Natural, yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely. <laughs> and that's like I'm watching them and and like th- this new season, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. Some of those are some of the best episodes, literally, I've ever seen. Yeah, and like I'm still getting sleepy and it's like 6 p.m. and I'm like, this, I should not have done this. Like, this is right. just the way I condition myself, but it, it's crazy how it works.
2: It's like taking NyQuil at 9 p.m. Well, I <laughs> like, mean, man, I shouldn't have done this. I'm never going to wake up in the morning. I just, I mean,
0: uh, I completely agree with that because like, it, it started so late and these, I mean, they're only an hour and a half long, you know, at the most. And, um, so it was. It, it was. It, it, but, but stay up till one o'clock in the morning, you know. Sometimes was kind of like, mm, especially when when it, it was a terrible and movie, depended. and yeah.
1: It depend. It always depended on the episode, right? Like how how far you went in. Like to this day, like everybody always talks about how Manos: The Hands of Fate is is the best Mystery Science Theater episode, but I think it's one of the worst because the movie is so bad that there's only so much you can do with the riffing and like the, the original I'm talking about, like they've done, they've done it live in theaters since then, which is really cool. But like, if you go back and watch the original one, like it is a slog to get through. Like it, it's such a bad movie. You can tell they're watching it and they're like, let's try to make jokes, but it's so bad. What like it, you can't make any right you can't make it man like it it's funny. really bad and that's that's one end of the spectrum <laughs> but the un- uh, the other end of the spectrum is like just the amazing amazing classics that are that are hard to to get too awful sleepy on regardless of the time like santa claus conquers the martians oh, and that's yeah. that's just so stupid and and like it just it like the movies were almost ca- like catered for this exact thing that showed up like decades and decades later. And it was, it's just, some of them are amazing and, and some of them are not quite as good, but even the worst ones, you're like, this is just worth it for the experience to know that mankind made this at some point. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you go to like internet movie database and some of these old, older, you know, on some of these movies that they, that they've riffed on um, it's, it's in the trivia. I mean, they said, you know, this movie was made on like $3 budget. Um, this, this, and this, and it was also included in uh, this season and this episode of Mystery Science Theater. I'm like, well, how, you know, it has become part of our uh, culture, this, this show that has actually made, you know, part of trivia. I mean, granted, there you know, people write this stuff and, um, you know, that are probably fans of, of Mystery Science Theater. But, I mean... People don't know these movies from the actual release of the movie, of course. <laughs>
1: right, yeah. Like, they Mystery know it from this Science. show. Yeah, yeah. That's, true. That's exactly right. Yeah, that Mystery Science Theater's in way more for the popularity of these movies than the actual movie release. <laughs> right,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: they really have.
0: I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Like, um, on the, one of the newer episodes, it was, um, oh, what was the one we were talking about, Josh? Uh, Into the Wilderness? It was something, something wilderness. I can't, I can't believe I can't remember the name. It's, it's, yeah, the it's in my it's notes. Cry,
1: cry wilderness.
0: Cry wilderness. Cry wilderness. And I looked it up. You know, just after during watching it, I looked up cry wilderness just to see. You know, I wanted to see who could possibly make this movie. And the only trivia, um, well, they've actually removed it, but cry wilderness spawned the popular catchphrase Bank. Because the guys from Mystery Science Theater would always say <laughs> "bang" when a, when a rifle came on the screen, like if somebody was handing somebody else a rifle and they actually pointed at their own face, they'd go "bang," you know, and it was hysterical. And, and that's
1: it, that, that's one of the great things too is that like every. Every single episode and sometimes over multiple in, in rare cases over multiple episodes, like there's a, there's almost always a running joke,
0: a running and, gag.
1: Yes. And, and and the first time they do it, like it's, it's not even funny. Like it's not even funny. It's not even relevant. Like that first time they do it in cry. wilderness, yeah. somebody pulls up, pulls up a gun in some weird situation, they say, bang, you're like, that's silly. <laughs> but like, uh. but like an hour later, they've done it five times and it's, like it's Still rolling high. yeah no it's it, like like the snowball effect and like you're like right. okay this is this is really good because whatever situation they touch that that's another thing that i think that um mystery science theater really gave me is like a really strong appreciation for proper comedic timing
2: yeah, yeah that's that's funny you mentioned that because in uh on the original, I guess it was a local access channel. I guess what you guys were talking about earlier. There's a local access channel that was on. Uh, everything was completely improvised. Like, there was no writing. They just sat down and watched it, and they just said, you know, whatever came to their mind. After the uh, after they moved to Comedy Central, they uh, all of the riffs were, were uh, scripted. So what they would mm-hmm. do is they would watch it once, I guess, to kind of know what was coming. They would write the jokes the second time around, and it, everything is timed down to the second. So... That's funny you mentioned that because there is comedic timing, but it's on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you like, I, I, so one of the really funny things, too, is like,
1: I I mean, we were super huge fans in junior high school, and I don't remember where, what catalog or whatever it was that I found it, but I found this um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode guide. And it was called the Mystery uh, Science Theater 3000 Amazing Colossal Episode Guide. And it covered like, uh, I don't even think it covered every season up to the movie. I don't think it covered every Comedy Central season. Like it, it was made before the Comedy Central seasons even finished. Right. But I was like, that's awesome. And I read it through and, and you kind of get a little bit of insight into it. There's basically one or two pages for each episode they do. And, there, mm-hmm. and, and it covers 120 of them. Mm. And um, the, the the prologue or some of the extra pieces beyond just kind of the episode guide pieces, I, I, if I recall right, kind of gave a little bit of insight into uh, like how they approached the show and uh, like how they actually did it. And they watched these movies multiple times before they actually did the recorded versions, which is why they're always like, we love and hate a lot of these movies because we had to watch them <laughs> so many times. And, like, there's there's both good and bad in that, depending on, like, the quality of the movie. But I, I remember right. getting that and ordering it in the mail and getting in the mail and just being so blown away. I was like, I can't believe they made a book for this because I'm clearly the only one that watches it. You know,
2: like... <laughs> they made $20 that year. <laughs>
1: I think it was like fourteen ninety nine plus like a ten dollar made- shipping charge because Amazon <laughs> didn't exist. Yeah. It, well yeah. Maybe, But like before Amazon that was that was kind of like the way it Which worked. What you did. Yeah. Did what you do.
0: Well, I mean, okay, real quick uh history into it. I mean, if you don't know what Mystery Science Cedar is, you've probably already turned this off. But if you <laughs> Mystery Science Cedar um uh, basically follows the chronicles of Joel, who was um uh, he was just a, a worker, you know. If you find <laughs> the uh the 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 theme song goes <laughs> in the not too distant future in Sunday A D, there was a guy named Joel, not too different from you or me. He worked for Gizmonic Institutes, just another was another uh another face, face in, a, in a red, in a red jumpsuit. Um he Something about cleaning up the place, but these bosses didn't like him, so they shot him into space. So they they put him on this satellite called the Satellite of Love, which looked like a dog dog chew toy. <laughs> and uh, and he created all these robots to keep him company and to watch these awful movies with him. You have Crow T-Robot, who is just, I don't know. I mean, he's got a beak, and he's got a, what looked like, to be like a catcher's glove for the back of his head. So it did, just did... a net.
1: The best part about Crow, we all know what T stands for, right? The. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. the best. <laughs> <That I> Crow
0: <laughs> Crow robot, Crow the robot. Tom Servo, which is like you know, uh, he had a barrel for, for a midsection, half of a gumball machine for a head, a beak for a mouth, no eyes, and spring-loaded arms, or spring arms. <laughs> uh, and then you had CamBot, which is just a camera, and then you had Gypsy which i don't even know how to explain what gypsy was i always and, thought
2: she was a trash compactor i don't know why but i, I don't know she what was gypsy like a trash was compactor.
0: but uh, so he created these rare. robots to keep him to keep him company uh, while he was on the satellite love and they would always ship these you know pipe these movies into him uh, up to him to see how long it would take him before he went insane uh, that was always my take on it. They would do little things in between. They would do, take commercial breaks, and then they would do what they call con- uh, invention exchanges, where they would come up with <laughs> totally ridiculous inventions, uh, and then they would have little skits in between where they were making fun of the movie Those
2: just to break are it just up. Funny too. Those yeah, are hilarious just to yeah. break it up because you and don't
0: want to just sit there and watch you know three silhouettes on the movie screen. Go ahead. Well, just Josh.
1: a just a quick interjection on the invention exchange. I, I feel like the invention exchanges were probably the most Midwestern-themed humor of, like, every episode, of, like, the entire series. Like, there there was a lot of stuff going on in those adventure exchanges where, like, this is not really funny. This is just kind of weird in the way that some of the Canadian humor that you right. tend to see is. And you're like, yeah. ah, they're just Canadian. But, like, that's, right. that's where, like, the, the Midwestern aspect, I feel like, really came in because – Whenever I lived in Chicago for a while, it's almost like kind of the epicenter of everything good about Midwestern comedy. But you kind of get some of the fringes of like that weirdness. And that weirdness is like that's that's like the Canadian crossing the border. (laughs) like it real like the Canadian aspect of the humor (laughs) crossing the border and the invention exchanges were definitely some of like the weirdest kind of this is funny question mark aspect of the show.
0: i always found it funny though i mean i guess i got that weird sense of humor but i mean it wasn't as funny as riffing on the movie to me but it was yeah, no, yeah i
1: agree i agree
0: but um it was just I, and i guess even then i kind of understood why they were doing it just to break up the monotony of sitting and watching three silhouettes three shadows watching a movie and making fun of it okay. so
2: go ahead sorry
0: <laughs> My thing is, I, I want to ask each of you that have watched it, even the new episodes, is Crow, f- <laughs> everybody was like, Crow's facing the camera. I know he's facing answer. the camera. He's not. He's facing the, facing the, the screen, the movie screen. No, it just yeah, looks like. It.
1: Yeah, it's an optical illusion.
0: Yeah, it's an optical yeah, illusion.
1: That was actually, there was actually a page about that in, that in episode the episode, God. Yeah, <laughs> no, in the episode, God, because they get that questions so much and the the page was basically like okay we get this question all the time and not a lot of people are gonna see this book but at least some of you might ask later on might so it'll hopefully stop you from asking us questions later on but they they said that like he looks forward but it's just an optical illusion
0: right uh so there was there was always a big debate about that i i don't know why it was wasn't that important to debate about but yeah, there's always a debate.
2: Nerds. Uh, you guys you guys yeah. uh you guys want to hear a, a really interesting tidbit of information that I just ran across. Sure, sure. very much. <laughs> so Gypsy's Head was built out of out of a now impossible to find century infant love seat. It's an infant car seat. Huh. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. And then Whoa. uh parts of an ever ready all American fl- uh flashlight were used for her. I mean this is like this show is like the epitome of like low budget. They yeah. Literally we're just like Let's just have sh- some fun, create some some cool stuff, and well, stream I mean, budget.
1: That was the that was the big thing, like uh, especially that first season, uh, the first public access. Like the I don't know if we shared it, but like we before we recorded, like Ronnie showed us a picture. Like it was like like puppets look really bad. Yeah, like they look really bad, and that's fun because it's not really about like the quality of the production or anything. It's really just about riffing on the movies, but. Once, like it got started on the Comedy Central seasons, like at least they look like what they like what we all know it to be. Yeah, but yeah. once yeah, you do like research, the into, that Ronnie.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's like I, they only have like one color to. to paint yeah, with, yeah, they're all know? basically brown. yellow,
1: beige, brown, the yeah, the bronze. <laughs> but um, and that's yeah. that was the, that was the really cool thing that started this show shows because Joel. Hodgson just put all of it together, yeah to, oh, uh, junk you know, he, he found yeah, he, it's stuff he found, and a concept a concept that he had where he knew there needed to be some sort of puppet robot type characters, and he just figured it out with stuff that was laying around, and that included gumball machines and car seats and a barrel of monkeys uh, <laughs> you know like game I mean it but but like if if you sit and look at him today. You don't see any of those items. You see these characters, and that's right. But that's the, just a testament to what they did with the series, rather than what they started out with material Nobody cares items about are that still anymore.
0: Still there, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like mm-hmm. if you look at, at Crow, like um, they're all
1: identical to the way they were those first couple three seasons of the comic yeah. central years. They really are. Yeah.
0: Um, so we've got you know we've got this show that makes fun of these horrible movies. And which is something my friends and I did anyway, Uh, we would make fun of just just different just different movies. I mean, we would have what we call cheese-a-thons, where we would sit and rent the worst um, horror movies we could find and just sit and just tear them to pieces. And uh, and and I think that was that was birthed from watching mystery science theater, and uh, which shows you what kind of fans we were. But um, th- this show was just brilliant in its own right, and it had such a rabid fan base. Now, when it started on public access, um, it got popular mainly because people were taping this, and they would videotape it, they would record it on v- VHS, and they would just you know send it, you know, share it with their friends. So at the end of the credits, they started adding, uh, "Keep cir- circulating those tapes." Yeah. And they kept it even as it went on to yeah, and they because it it added to the popularity. And when it got picked up by Comedy Central, they kept it on there, keep circulating the tapes all the way through it. Now, uh, when it ended, you know the show ended, and then Netflix decided to bring it back with a new you know new cast and uh, uh, same concept. Um, They they say keep circling circulating that URL, and they give the Mystery Science Theater three thousand website. So they, you know, they they definitely pay homage and keep to the heart of the original show in that that sense. In fact, so much so that it's almost identical besides, you know, the new characters in it. So you had um, Joel, we've talked about Joel and robots. Now, the two mad scientists were, were, um, you can't even say that they were two mad scientists um, because one of them, I don't even know if he was uh, human at some (laughs) points. Because he was he was uh, picked on and and uh, uh, experimented on and, and and almost killed every single you know all the time, uh, but uh, you had um, you had the two guy the two evils the two big bads whatever you want to call them, um, Doctor Clayton Forrester and TV's Frank, and <laughs> that's all he was known as is TV's Frank. So they would, uh, they would uh, engage Joel or Mike in the invention exchange and they would, um, you know, play the antagonist to their protagonists. And they'd always send them the, explain the, the movie and explain, you know, and send them the horrible movie that they had to sit through, that they were experimenting with. Um, you could almost see that there was, you know, towards the end, uh, there was some sort of, Fondness for Joel, but his evil always took over. So you know, uh, Doctor Forrester would uh would not you know would not you know give in to that. And then later on, when uh, when Mike uh, Nelson took over the hosting duties, Joel stepped back and let Mike Nelson take over. He was one of the writers forever uh, and appeared sporadically on there. Um, they had some new evil, uh, you know, uh, new antagonists, which was Pearl Brain Guy. And uh, helped me out with uh, it was uh, Professor the, uh, Bobo, Professor Bobo. Brobo. Yeah, I kept saying once to Bobo. say doctor, but that's not right, it's Professor Bobo. Yeah, so um, it was just utterly ridiculous the way they would come up with this stuff, and it was just amazing. Um, and, so
2: and, and you're exactly right, I don't mean to interrupt you, but but do you remember, Ronnie, when we were making those stupid videos in, in college? Oh, yeah, those. Like, this is, I, I, I honestly felt like that was what this was like, you know what I mean? Because we would just yeah. use, like, we had budget of nothing, so we would use what we had, and we would just come up with stupid stuff, you know? And I, I absolutely, I I love the fact that they just, just used what they had, and they used their own creativity to come up with <laughs> Professor Bobo. I yeah. Mean, come on. He was just, a, a he was a giant monkey.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and not giant monkey, but he was—he was—he looked like he walked off the set of the latter um, uh, Planet of the Apes movies because they got really bad as they went along. And he
1: was telepathic, even better.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and brain guy, brain. Why was there? Why was there somebody named brain guy? What? What did oh, he even right. do? Oh, that's Yeah, no, it was brain guy that
1: was telepathic. Yeah, that's my he bad. was the yeah, one telepathic. The yeah, Bobo. Yeah Bobo.
0: Yep. yeah, Bobo was just a monkey. Bobo. And then Pearl was fair Dr. enough. Doctor <laughs> Forrester's mother. Pearl Forrester. <laughs>
2: so
1: I love. it. So that's that's one thing that um, I really love about the new season is that like they've basically made the entire thing like a Forrester family bizarre experiment now. Oh, like, absolutely. Like now right. with Felicia Day as Kinga, like I, I think she's a really good Forrester. Like oh yeah, like she, she's got a really awkward aspect to things sometimes, which is not a negative at all because that's perfect Forrester.
0: Yeah, like both
1: both both Pearl and uh, and Clayton, like it's it's just perfect for for the whole thing. It works really well.
0: Well, the new uh, the new the return, Mister Science Theater three thousand, the return um, starts Jonah Ray as Jonah Heston. It's really fun because the 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 protagonists in this always use the real first names: Joel, uh, Michael, and uh, Mike, (laughs) and Jonah. So Jonah Ray is actually one of the uh, co-hosts of the Nerdist podcast. Shout out to the Nerdist podcast because it's one of my favorite, you know, uh, favorite listens out there. And uh, so I've always, you know, wondered about him. I know he's a stand-up comedian and everything, um, but he, when he first showed, uh, when they first said he was going to be on there, I was really excited because I figured, you know, this guy is really tuned into pop culture and nerd culture, and he would he would really do the the return justice. And, I, you know, I wasn't let down. So, Jonah Ray, uh, well, Jonah. Then you have Felicia Day as Kinga Forrester, who was is Dr. Clayton Forrester's uh, daughter. And then you have Max, TV's son of TV's Frank, played by Patton Oswald. I love it. And Patton Oswald is just, I mean, this whole thing was just incredible. I mean, I love it. Dude, uh, I, I
1: was I was on board from the very beginning whenever they were uh, setting up the Kickstarter and everything, and I gave it yeah. money. And I'm 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 really really so our last day here. Uh, what is today? Today's Monday. Uh-huh. So tomorrow is our full our last full day here at this address, and I'm really hoping that I get the last mail thing for my Kickstarter because it's the Mystery Science Theater mug. Because otherwise, like. It's literally going to sit on the stoop here at our apartment for like oh, weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they're, they're, it's too late for us to put in uh, put in the a forwarding uh, address. Yeah, affording address for it to like matter. So I'm, I'm really hoping, but uh, like we we put that in, and uh, so so from from the very beginning that I heard they were going to bring it back, I was on board. Like I didn't care who was a part of. All I knew that was Joel, that Joel was driving it. I didn't care who yeah. was going to be a part of it after that. That's all that mattered to me. So and um, he
2: whenever gonna he good announced, because, yeah, but
1: but whenever he announced Patton Oswalt was going to be there, one, I was like, that's that's ridiculously amazing. I, I and, was but, sold yeah. when I
2: heard Patton Oswalt. I was sold.
1: Yeah, th- me too. I think he's one of the best stand-up comedians out there, period, for me personally he, he right now. He truly is. He truly and, is. W- and on top of that, whenever they announced he was going to be another TV's Frank and they said that the character's name was TV's son of TV's Frank, <laughs> dude, that's, that's absolute genius on the surface. Oh, yeah. And it just fits with the overall show's. Sense of humor on top continuity. of it. Like it's, it's, continuity. yeah, continuity and the sense of humor style of it. Like it's so perfect. And on, I mean, and now once that it's out now, like he's so good at it. Like I wish he was in it more, but yeah. like that whole TV's Frank type style character probably shouldn't have a lot more like screen time anyway, just the way that character fits into everything. But it's, it's just really good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, and when I heard that, uh, of course, I was I was excited about Patton Oswalt. I was like, yeah, you know, I was sold out, completely sold out, like you all were. But when I heard Felicia Day was a part of it, I'm a Felicia Day fan anyway. And the fact that that she's been in in so many things that, that I've absolutely loved, and I've you know I've watched a lot of the things that she's that she's done. Like I was a big fan of The Guild. Um, and I was a big fan of just about anything. Um, she was in supernatural. She was in, she of course started and wrote and directed and and created the guild. I don't know if she actually directed, but she started in and created it. Um, and then, uh, she was in, uh, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, uh, with, you know, that was written by Joss Whedon, uh, which I loved. And she was was back in
1: like the original Buffy too, right?
0: Yeah, she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer as one of the, uh, I think it was the last season, she was one of the uh, awakened um, slayers, you know, and because there was a, multiple slayers, but that's a whole different show. Um, but so I was really excited to see Felicia Day was involved in it. And then you know, I started thinking about, you know, you got you know, Jonah Ray, you got Felicia Day, you got Patton Oswalt, you know, they're going to be writing it too. Uh, and you know they're going to have a bigger part of it because, you know, Jonah Ray has actually gone into producing several episodes. And then I started looking at um, – I started hearing rumors. And then now that you can look at it, uh, Joel Hodgson uh, actually plays several little parts in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's a, he's directed, produced it, written it. Uh, Kevin Murphy came back to, you know, play Professor Bobo. Yeah.
1: Mary Jo, Kevin, and Bill all came back for uh, – mm-hmm. Pearl Forrester and Professor Bobo and Observer, while so I've only watched, I've only had a chance to watch the first six episodes of the new season. But all three of those uh, original actors and their respective characters that I just mentioned are all in the same episode during one of those yeah. interlude moments That's during great. the movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, like they
1: they show up and they dock to the uh, the new. Uh, satellite of Love and they they have this this back and forth skit and it's actually really it's actually really solid because Mary Joe is Pearl Forrester and she's talking to Felicia Kinga Forrester as I'm, I'm pretty sure Felicia is playing Kinga who is Clayton's granddaughter
0: Clayton, is Clayton's that? daughter yeah who, who is Pearl's Clayton's granddaughter, granddaughter. no right. I thought it was I thought it was Clayton Forrester's daughter no, Clayton Clayton's and then the makes...
1: grandfather Pearl is his daughter, and King is his granddaughter.
0: Okay, that's That's I'm was.
1: pretty sure. Just in at least in the continuity and the timeline that they were actually introduced.
0: Yeah. Okay. Forrester, so I got yeah,
1: Forester. Oh shit! No, you're right. Okay. Pearl no. Was yeah. The mother of Doctor
0: Pearl was the mother Clayton of Clayton Forrester. and, Forrester, and then um, Kinga is his daughter.
1: Okay. So All right. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey. 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 Yeah. You, talking you about. have one up to me. <laughs> but but like Not, the, the really cool thing about that one is that like it like it's her and uh king kind of going back and forth and like these these hang-ups that Kinga has about never really knowing her mother very well because she's always out in space and she's like oh my god my mom's here and like she just docks up and talks to her via computer screen and then they leave. <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's, it's the
0: whole time it's, she it's wants to funny. get out of there she just she doesn't want to like have anything to do with her she's like yeah we gotta we gotta go we got to go. All right. I don't yeah, want to talk and to anyone.
1: Bobo's like, we don't need, we're not even doing anything. What are you talking about? And she's like, shut up. Keeps, yeah.
0: So, um, they've, they've, if you take the, the original, which had, uh, well, I mean, what I was saying before, but if you look at some of the, the guest stars that they've got coming on as well, Mark Hamill. Neil Patrick oh, Harris. Right.
1: I haven't made it to the Mark Hamill episode. The thing, the thing that blew my mind is like episode four or five, like during one of the skits, like my wife and I look up and I was like, holy shit, that's Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mark Hamill plays a character called Phineas Tiberius Mind Slap. <laughs> um, and then you got Neil Patrick Harris, who plays Neville Leroy. Jerry Seinfeld, who plays Freak Masterstroke. Joel McHale, who plays Doug McClure. And Will Wheaton just plays Drake, so you've got so, Will Wheaton, Joe Mikhail, Jerry Seinfeld, Neil Patrick Harris, and Mark freaking Hamill.
2: Yeah, think, it, you so, know, you know. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, so Will Will Wheaton Will Wheaton shows up in the very first episode's kind of mm-hmm. introductory process. Does that character show up later? Like I said, I've only watched mm-hmm. the first six. No, he was only in one. Okay, so like he had a That's pretty a decent bit during that. Yeah. Right.
2: I th- I think I'm more excited for Will Wheaton to actually be doing something now. You know what I mean? I, I, I right. Will Wheaton in yeah. the next generation. Like like everybody wanted to be uh, Will Wheaton. You know what I mean? Everybody wanted to be the kid on the uh, the Starship the Starship. You know. Well, especially so. our
1: age because that was like know. You're, you're like man like that. That's kind of the general age range that you're watching. It's like man like uh-huh. I could I could be there right now.
0: <laughs> you could do it. You could do a way better job than Wesley Crusher, and because <laughs> yeah. it was always Wesley, Wesley, Wesley,
2: Wesley,
1: Wesley, Wesley. But, uh, but did they so, ever reveal who, like his dad was, like who did who who was Beverly not Crusher with?
2: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was number two. But anyway, number, not that I remember, uh, I am
1: number Dr. two. Doctor Crusher's first name.
2: <laughs>
1: Beverly. Beverly.
0: So Beverly. anyway, enough Star Trek. But um, so you, you take you take the original Mister Science Theater. And just how, you know, they all, of course, had to break for commercial and everything. Uh, So you always, you know, they, when they would send the movie to them, they would say, we've got movie sign. And they would hit the button and you know everything would start, you know, the the alarm would go off, everything would start shaking. And then they would open the vault. There was uh, six vaults in in total, I believe it was. And they would open up the vault doors and they would go in and you'd be in a theater with them watching this movie as they just absolutely tore it apart. And It was some of the funniest stuff that I've ever ever heard of in my life, and so they kept true to all of that with the Mystery Science Theater 3000: The Return. They still break, have commercial breaks. Uh, that, and you
1: know what? I'm I'm so glad they did that because it keeps it keeps the general feel that you still had for the original, and I, I feel absolutely. like absolutely people that are watching it brand new. I really hope that doesn't take away for them. No, no. That's that's all a key nod to the original Watchers, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it just basically, they've even said uh, this is a, this this is supposed to signify a commercial break. But being on Netflix, we're not we don't have commercials, so we're just going to sit here. And then and I love
1: I love that Patton is pretty much the primary one, like talking yeah. through those too. Like it's just like it's maybe a, a five to seven second thing. Break where Patton's yeah. like, this is the he, he he does like two or three sentences about the episode, the the movie they're watching, and how like just deadpan, two or three sentences of deadpan stupidity that they're watching, and then my favorite thing at the end of every few sentences, Moon Thirteen, the Moon.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's how he ends up. Th- yeah,
0: you're watching Moon Thirteen, the Moon.
1: <laughs> Re- really. Wait. Like, like, like that's the city state name of like the the place that they're doing it from. I love that.
0: So they've kept true to a lot of things, uh, while adding their own little twist to it, the bone, the skeleton crew, um, the band that that plays, plays. um, which is, there's an actual band named skeleton crew, but this is a different, the skeleton crew, which is made for the show, which has like a ska kind of feel to it. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, they they it seems like the show is bigger. It's a there's bigger sets. There's there's mm-hmm. a bigger feel to it, which I appreciate. Um, and they actually uh, they acknowledge the audience and the fact that they're watching a Netflix series. And uh, they say, like I remember on one of the Christmas episode, you know, there's a Christmas episode where they watch uh, the Christmas that almost wasn't and uh, i'm so
1: excited to watch that uh, <laughs> the christmas episode so is bad. so old <laughs> it's so bad
0: um so they were like you know uh, happy holidays from this and and kinga you know felicia's like oh we don't even know if they're actually watching we're a we're a binge watch show we don't even know if they're actually watching it at christmas time and i was like oh my gosh that's that's so that's so good it's so intelligent to actually acknowledge the fact that they're on Netflix mm-hmm. you know, and um, it, it's, they call it a Netflix original, which it is. Netflix actually brought it back because of the Kickstarter. Um, and they have their own feel to it. Now as flawless as we find um, the original series to be, because when you look at the original series, uh, one of the most popular, one of the most popular things, movies that they ever riffed, um, was Manos, Hands of Fate, which literally is Hand, Hands of Fate. Um, yeah, that, that's it, that's it, hands, yeah, that's what it is Yeah,
1: that's the Hands of Fate. The
0: Hands of Fate. So you look at it, um, some of the movies, there's 199 episodes of this. So they oh, did so almost
2: good.
0: 200. <laughs> they, was, they did almost 200 They're movies. They to do and the, the, last, the
2: ones in a day.
0: Yeah, the very last episode they ever did was Diabolic, spelled D-I-A-B-O-L-I-K. That was the very last episode That's they ever vision. did. That
1: was the last uh, sci-fi channel episode
0: ever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and the last, uh, the last uh, Comedy Central one they did was Laser Blast.
1: Okay. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, Laser Blast was just, just, just amazing. So good. So, eleven seasons. Uh, if you count the the original, the first one. Um, so they ran from 88 to 99. And then uh, this one starts off with 14 episodes and starting in this year, 2017. So uh, I remember not, you know, they, they did the, like Soul Taker, uh, Girl in Gold Boots, Diabolic, um, Laser Blast, Teenagers from Outer Space, being from another planet, Attack of the Giant Leeches. Um, uh, Gamera versus I don't I can't even say the Earth versus the Dude knows
1: Gamera. Dude, the Gamera, Gamera ones were so good. Gamera. Oh,
0: I forgot about Gamera. I can't remember. Oh my god. M- the Gamera that.
1: movies, like and and for, for people that are listening that like don't know what Gamera is, like Gamera He's a giant like, turtle. Yeah, it was like a cheap Godzilla knockoff. Like and if if you've seen Godzilla movies, they're not exactly the highest quality. And like because like camera yeah. movies are cheap knockoffs of that. They actually did. A,
0: yeah, that spun around with uh, sparklers and his where his legs came out of. Yes, um. and
1: dude, like they had a song for Gamera. and it was oh, I forgot best. about Gamera's
0: song. Yeah, oh, because they actually so did Godzilla versus Megalon. And Godzilla they did versus many Super Godzilla Monster. movies. Yeah. They did,
1: the best one was Son of Godzilla, where they they had the <sighs> tiny little Godzilla Godzuki. Yes, like, he looks so stupid. Like the whole concept of it was just like Godzilla had a baby, child Godzilla, and it was yeah. as dumb as you can fathom. It would be if you've never seen it. Like it's so dumb, and it's just so perfect. But then they were able to get the rights for Gamera. And it's 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 the same thing without as much that. personality as Godzilla delivers. Yeah. And then one what one last point about some of the uh, some of the like Japanese monster movies they did. I'm pretty sure they did like was it the actual Ultraman movies? Yeah. Yeah. So they the, did. Um, I think oh, it was dude, Ultraman. I have not done uh, the research for this aspect of it. Um but I'll I'll, I'll check this out later. But they did one or two of them that were actually, it was, no. Okay. I did a quick look up, but it wasn't Ultraman. It was Jet Jaguar. Jet, I I forgot about Jet Jaguar. I am so offended at my own memory that I forgot (laughs) the Jet Jaguar episode and song. But Uh. I mean, so if you can, if you've never seen mystery science theater, And if you've ever seen a bad movie, but you you've also seen like some any any single one of the original Japanese kaiju movies. And you're like, this is a lot of fun and this is dumb as hell. Like that's (laughs) that's the perfect that's the perfect formula for what. Makes a great mystery science theater movie, absolutely. And like, so the Godzilla Gamera and that Jet Jaguar movie are all some of the all time classics,
2: yes. So, so let me ask y'all this just kind of in your opinion, both of your opinion, if somebody who's never watched these ever, ever, what would where would you say to um, so,
0: and then move to this? Oh, start year? over. Adam, you, you cut out. We didn't hear everything. Can you, hear me,
2: can you hear me now? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, think you, I think you said that w- if you were talking to somebody that never seen them, where would you recommend they start?
2: Right, exactly.
0: You Ronnie, could literally start Do you start have anything off the top anywhere. of your head,
1: Ronnie? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, could really literally,
0: you could literally start from anywhere. Um, See, that's, what I mean, that's exactly okay. what I
2: think. I have, that's what I
1: think. I, I have a handful of favorites. I think. Yeah, but just the general tone of the show, you're gonna get it no matter what one you watch. Um, And I sometimes I really am against recommending my favorites to people of something with this much content, because if they watch the favorites and they watch all the other ones, they're like, well, maybe they're not as good. Maybe for them. I I don't know. But it's, My yeah, it's personal a subjective
2: thing, yeah,
1: for sure. I would say, honest, and this isn't just to reference what we just talked about. Literally, any of the gamma movies. I want to say they did like four or five or six of them. Mm-hmm. They did three or four or five Godzilla movies. They did um, the Jet Jaguar movie, which I don't remember the name of, but I'm really hoping is just Jet Jaguar for the sake of reference. <laughs> yeah. and time. Um, I would also recommend Pod People. Um, That was during the 91-92 season. That was episode 303. Um, They did like two, three, or four different um, uh, camera episodes that season two. Um, The Jet Jaguar movie, I think, is actually called Mighty Jack. Yes. (laughs) It's episode 314. That's also season three. Um, Killer Shrews is really good. Um, I would recommend Recommend any of the Hercules movies? Any of the Hercules movies that they did? Those were all absolutely fucking stupid and really good. Sorry, I'm I'm of going off off uh, maybe the, the the preferred script. Um, Mitchell was amazing. Um, that was a Joel episode. I'm I'm just kind of going through some of my favorites, which again were kind of Joel ones. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the, I could go. I, I could really waste a lot of time doing this, but I'm, I'm going to stop there and and also end with one more. Um, uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is is ridiculous.
0: You took the exact one I was going to. <laughs>
1: Sorry, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. To stop because I'm probably taking other people's ones. And uh, the like, what of, of the six that I've seen, Cry Wilderness, honestly, is a top five, top ten, all time period. That's amazing. <laughs> And it's one of the newer ones. It's it's yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah.
0: Now, um, as far as as far as it, for me, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, any Godzilla because you're going to recognize Godzilla no matter what. Um, and then uh, start with the Joel era, and then work your way into the Mike era, mm-hmm. um, because you can you can bounce around in the Joel era, and be completely safe, uh, no matter where where you start. Season one, season. two. Four season two whatever, and I and feel um, like
1: you could probably do the same thing in the Mike era. I just didn't watch it as yeah. regularly at that, just because just because of the time frame that I was able to watch them. Right,
0: right, and I and I was kind of not upset, but I was kind of like, oh, they changed. I don't want to get into this if they changed guys and what happened to Joel. And then I, I was you know, really
1: bummed out and almost bitter too. Yeah. Like, and and you know what what Adam said earlier is really directly relevant here about the do- whole Doctor Who thing, and we won't get into Doctor Who itself. Thank but God. like <laughs> but but it's true though because like whenever a doc you get close to a doctor, you're all pumped about it, and then he he regenerates into somebody else, and you're like, I don't even give a shit. I don't even want to watch anymore. And that's the way I right. was whenever it changed from Joel to Mike at first. But because my friend Jared and I had such a regular tradition of watching, we're like, we're going to watch them, but, like, I'm not going to like them. Yeah. And then, like, like, two or three weeks into it, we got, like, a new episode every week. Like, two or three weeks in, we were like, oh, all right, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> like, it's, well, like, it was just, like, at least it's still around. Like, we, we just were so happy to be watching. It was still, It was still really good.
0: It was only until after I realized that Mike was a writer on the show that I was like, okay, it'll be all right then. Um, so going into the, news, the new stuff, you can bounce around to the new season as well and not really have to worry about anything. except So the, uh, there's an ongoing storyline later on that you might, you know, uh, you should really watch it from, you know, 1 to 14.
1: Yeah, you should uh, watch it in order, which is very different. Yeah, from yeah. this series as a whole.
0: But as far as the movies go, you, it doesn't matter now i've i've seen it get a lot of love i've seen it get a lot of love online mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but i've also seen it get some hate too
1: i've um, not read a ton i've not i've not jumped into the old internet black hole in that regard
0: i have unfortunately um but i think i think adam has joined us once again yeah uh, from Adam's the here. hells yeah. he's he is with us in what aspect i don't know
1: what layer of his personality can function within
0: that darkness (laughs) (laughs) um but so as i watched it i was like this is absolutely perfect this is dead on this is everything i've ever wanted in a return um they they've hit everything they've hit the personalities they've hit you know even even crow and uh tom servo sounds Almost identical to what they used to sound like, which, you know, believe it or not, would, you know, meant something to a lot of people. Yeah, it
1: really did. And it, yeah. it, it, it sounded perfectly fine. And um, they it, it, more than the sound of the tone of the voice was mm. that they got the tone and the Candor of the characters' speech patterns, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, absolutely. Because if, if you're if you're if you're doing if you're a new person doing the vocals of a puppet character, like that's that's pretty important, right? I mean, yeah. that, that, that's really what makes oh. that particular character. You can't. And they you they can't, did really well. They did really. You can't well have Big Bird way. with
0: with a with a Brooklyn accent, you know? Yeah,
1: know, yeah. I mean, it, it's it it, it depends. It, it it really relies on how they sound and the delivery in which they speak and, and all that yeah. manner of things. And I think they got, I actually think that the sound of the voices was very close, but I almost absolutely. feel like the delivery of their pattern of delivery, if you will, was actually yeah. even better than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, Tom Servo is the deadpan. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's the straight, uh, the straight man of the group. He's always the one that uh, that is funny without being meaning to be funny half the time, uh, sarcastic, you know, things like that. Crow is the crazy one, um, so it, it's it, they 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 have the the speech pattern everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really, I mean, I, I find nothing to complain about with that.
1: So, what one um, thing too is that I know that you and I were texting each other about a week ago, and mm-hmm. you were not really sure on Gypsy and Gypsy has always been pretty secondary but i like that they've given her a scotch more in the new thing because like (laughs) She, she does a little bit more this time around and i like that because like i never really understood what she was all about in the original series and you you get a little bit more but i wish there was a little bit more gypsy still even
0: yeah i i get that um is this not I enough to Gypsy.
1: understand? Like that you you like or don't. There's just not enough content, you know. Like, you right.
0: Know. I, I, the thing is about it is if they're going to make Gypsy, Gypsy spoke uh, quite quite a bit more than she does in this one in the old one, but mm-hmm. it was obviously a guy doing a really high pitched silly voice,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, kind of the new one? one. No, the old one.
1: I was gonna say the new one's a woman. That's rude. The new one,
0: <laughs> the new, yeah. The new one is a woman. Very, very, uh, very normal speaking voice, quote unquote mm-hmm. normal. Um, and uh, she does a very good job, but she yeah, just doesn't you, have enough. I mean, it's just
1: this, yeah, not enough content for you to be like it's funny.
0: Yeah, it's not funny. I mean, to me, it's not funny at all because it's
1: just not enough. It's no, it's not enough it's for not. me. To, uh, yeah. Here's the thing. So like, and don't, and this may be spoilery. Like, so don't don't give this away for me because, like I said, I've only watched six uh, six of the the fourteen new ones. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, like at the beginning of every episode, like once you get in the theater, like she drops like a suitcase or something. Yeah. Is that explained later on? Never. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because like the, yeah. couple, the first episode, I was like, that's kind of weird. I'll keep watching because I know how they build on stuff throughout an episode. And then like, okay. At, at the end of it, I was like, okay, maybe it goes on throughout the season. And then like third or fourth. And I was like, okay, it's the long con. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, kind of like figuring out what they're doing with the whole thing. Like she, she brings down a suitcase every episode. Nope. Mm,
0: not, not explained. Not, not that I've seen.
1: Because,
0: you know, I watch these kind of later at night, but still, and um you know i've fallen asleep on a few of them i'm not gonna lie but i do go back and finish them i do go back and finish them i try to figure out you know where i am in it and 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 go back and and watch it um but i have not seen anything that would relate to her um dropping off that case just
1: a quick question oh no no yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) um but I'm not a fan of gypsy and just because they haven't given her enough to me for me to even really judge whether I should be a fan of gypsy or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's, it, it is what it is with that. The so, other thing is they, I wish they would one thing, one thing I would change about it one thing uh, other than, you know, give gypsy some more comment, uh, content, uh-huh. slow down on the jokes.
1: Yeah, so um, I I saw an article, and I I didn't get a chance. I I saw it while I was, I don't remember where I was. I wasn't actually able to read the article. But um, they changed the way they delivered jokes, which is directly relevant to the speed thereof, in that they chose this time around to not make any jokes at all over movie dialogue. So... As a result, and again, I, I'm sorry I didn't read that particular article. It didn't pop up at the right time for me to read it. But like, I assume that they, they chose that so that you can actually still watch the movie and get the overall content of the jokes. Because even back to the first few seasons, like the jokes that you, you hear near the end of the movie are sometimes relevant to the content of the movie earlier in the actual movie. Right. So a lot of those jokes are relevant, and they didn't want to talk over the movie. I assume, again, assumption. But I, I think that that it's because of that the delivery is worked into even narrower boxes. Like you have specific times where they can deliver jokes if that's how they want to approach it during a non-dialogue point of time. So like the jokes, they have a lot of really good jokes and they want to deliver them at the right time. Yeah. I, I, but I, I'm, I'm not saying that to defend it because there are a couple movies during the first six that I've watched where I was like, this is this is overboard. This is like early era family guy, like slow way down. too... Well, yeah, slow down. Yeah. Cry Wilderness in particular the first 15 or 20 minutes are madness. Like, yep. it, like, like the joke delivery is so fast, it's almost hard to keep up sometimes for me, at least in terms of understanding the general tone of these shows. Yep. But it, it, it smooths out. And that's almost certainly because the general flow of that particular movie's dialogue in that they don't want to speak over the dialogue. So, I'm I'm really interested to see how that goes during the last. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking back through here, and I've watched part of episode seven, of the land that that Tom forgot. So, I'm looking forward <laughs> to watching the last seven and a half episodes or so, and seeing if that's pretty continuous. Nice. In that, it's 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 a little too fast during some episodes throughout all of it because it can be distracting for at least yeah. for. Like, like folks like this that have watched it a long time. Um, it probably doesn't stand out quite so much at all for new viewers. No, no.
0: It, it's, I mean, the, I've read the movie. I've read the, uh, the, the, the takes of it on internet movie database. And some of those people are just bitter, bitter people that have nothing better to do with their life than, than so the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, they 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 rip on something that they're I guess jealous that they can't do, so <laughs> they.
1: Uh, well, I, I've always been of the opinion that, like in in a lot of different aspects, especially pop culture, like Americans just like to complain. Yeah, you know, and, and like it's it, it, if it's not perfect, like let's talk about what isn't, and that's that's absurd, yeah. especially for something like this that came up from nothing, mm-hmm. and and built like a ridiculous strong fan base based on literally like a public access show in Minneapolis St Paul in the late 80s so you know like it's right, exactly
0: well I'm, i am i think about the think about it this way is um uh we had uh, some people on here um we had a young lady on here uh Brooklyn Ewing and she is actually uh she is doing a follow up to her to her show to her movie she create, she Wrote, directed, and produced a movie on a zero, like a zero budget, like Mm -hmm. no money. Um, She did a uh, kick, like a uh, GoFundMe or Indie—I can't remember—is IndieGoGo, or I can't remember. I gave to it um, because I—I was so behind this this project uh, because she was so passionate about it, Mm -hmm. and um, she she uh, wrote, directed, and uh, created this horror movie called "She Was So Pretty." Uh, filmed on one camera, a lot of the, the all of the dialogue was improvised. Things like you know, uh, it was fantastic. It really was. I mean, uh, the for being an independent horror movie and having no budget whatsoever, this was just this was great. It was it was it it was creepy. It had that feeling of of dread that you wanted it, you know, and it it it, really, it was an homage to like eighties horror movies and. Uh, and I loved it. And uh, so you get on an internet movie database and people are like, what is this? It says, no, you know, into special effects. This was this, this was this as it sounds like that. They don't know what they're talking about, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, do you not read everything? that was no budget though. You know, that's why, you know, it's, it was an independent movie and yeah. for everything that they did with it. They did, they did a fantastic job and they're coming out with a sequel. She was so pretty good for goodness sakes. And it was, you know, set, it's set in, you know, obviously in the Christmas time. And um, so extremely talented, extremely talented young lady, uh, extremely talented cast, the whole nine, uh, they did it great, but somebody's always got to find something negative and pick on it. And that's what I feel like they're doing with the the, the new season, Mr. Science or 3000. They just find these, these tiny minute negative things that they want to blow in out of proportion um like like i said there are things that i would change absolutely um but it's not it doesn't make it negative negative it doesn't make me think that they're doing a horrible job and it doesn't make me want to stop watching it
1: well here I mean, here's here's my thing like it, the, the way i'm looking at it is um i mean how how long of a hiatus do we have here i mean we um, had
0: from 99 to 2017
1: year, 18 year lax and like, our generation, at least uh, generally and stereotypically, is, uh, is, is a pretty nostalgic generation. And in some ways, I line up with that. In other ways, I don't. But in, right. in this way, like, it, it's absolutely true. Like, I, I, I love, I had a blast in junior high, not quite so much in high school, But, like, I I had a lot of really good times in junior high and high school, like I'm sure most people did. But, like, we're, we're part of a really unique generation that was around when there was no Internet. There was no instant everything, all the time, every way. And we also are young enough to have been comfortable with that you know, instant all the time, every time internet aspect. So right, we kind of understand a little bit about both in ways that most other generations probably won't. So now that we went through this time, like I'd mentioned, like quite a while earlier where I was like, man, it just felt like it, it felt like me and Jared were the only ones watching the show. Like, there's what thirty thousand people in Logan County, right? So like it right. felt like it felt like me and Jared were the only people that knew anything about what this was that was going on, and just to see, just to see it like brought back from the ground up. Like Joel restarted this as a Kickstarter with no thought that it could ever be on Netflix whatsoever. That came relatively recently. That came within the last like five six months. Mm-hmm. And the, the Kickstarter thing has been going on for like 12, 13, 14 months now, I think. So to see it go from this revitalization to this now is just amazing. And, and the first episode of this new season on Netflix, this is, this is one of the nerdiest things I've ever said in my life. <laughs> but like that, that, that opening <laughs> scene... Like the whole thing of Jonah going through, and cut, you, you kind of have like a pretty good chunk, like five minutes of general story development. Like, yeah, the, the show is not story heavy, that's not what it's about. No, but like the first five minutes is a little bit of the story development, how he gets where he is to build up, you know, the overall show. But, like, dude, once the song kicked in and they did the, uh, the overall tunnel sequence with the numbers going back and through, and the, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that the number sequences, each number was a different room. I was like, yep. this, that's just that's genius. Like that fits so well into what it's supposed to be, and so that whole front end of it, the new sequence with Jonah with Felicia with with Patton with all of it, and then the new song. I legit had tears in my eyes. I was so happy. Oh like, yeah, like not like like just stupid crying or anything, but I was so happy that this was back not just so that I could see it, but, like, dude, it's been 18 years. Like, there's so many people that have never seen it, and with Netflix being available, people have access to this, and there's... I really, really hope that there'll be a lot of new people watching it, and it makes it even bigger so there is going to be a 2018 season,
2: you know? Yeah.
1: Like, it's just... it It's just so great what this is has brought to people that I've known and talked to for me. Like, it's just... A really great unique first time aspect of this style of humor that nobody had ever really seen before
0: absolutely i mean i'm, I'm, I'm done. done i went on a big, oh, no, I, no. Went,
1: I went almost like a monologue there for a while before. no I, I, <laughs> I
0: loved it because i felt the same way i was I, ear to ear man i just the biggest dumbest crap eating grin when i first uh uh when when the first episode started i was like this is awesome you mm-hmm. know I it just you know it wasn't you know i was a little confused when i first you know when i first watched it but um but now you know it, it's just it's bringing back all those memories um of of being <laughs> being the kid you know the high school kid watching us thinking just like you, I'm the only one in the world besides my group of friends watching this. Mm-hmm. This is all for me. This is, you know, this is my humor. This is, this is, this is what makes me laugh. This is what makes my friends laugh. And, um, and it brought back those feelings again of this. They're doing this for me. You know, this is, this is what makes, you know, uh, this is, like I said, this is my humor. And this is, this is what makes me laugh. They know me. Uh, so they're, they're doing this, you know, specifically for Ronnie Adams. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think I think if anybody's a fan of this show, you, you feel that way no matter what. I mean, you know, um, they're doing this specifically for Josh Glanders. They're doing this specific, specifically for Adam Runyon. And, no. and
1: the funny thing there, too, you mentioned earlier, like, the original episodes, like, keep circulating the tapes like yeah. that at the end of each episode. Like, ever since, even well, well, well before, like, the Netflix thing started up and the show actually started. Like, whenever they started the Kickstarter, before it was even fully funded, which only... took like a handful of days or a couple weeks at most it It was one of the it was one of the quickest ones for its particular category in the history of kickstarter but like even well before then like they changed the tagline on it and it was like keep circulating the url yeah and and it was like the url for the kickstarter was the original thing and now it's like the url for like the kickstarter which can also basically redirect you to netflix which if you don't have Netflix, you know, it, it kind of gets you to get the Netflix and that's the you're other right. thing. The other, th- the other cool thing too, is that like having been participated in the whole Kickstarter program, like, like none of us really anticipated that it would end up like on a Hulu Netflix type. Yeah. If you have the seven ninety nine or nine ninety nine, whatever it is like Netflix, you're going to get it whenever you want it. So one of the Kickstarter things was, you know, whenever you, donate to it you're going to get the downloadable version and you can just take it wherever you want so it was really cool a few months ago whenever they finally announced that it was actually going to be on netflix and they said look you're still going to get the downloadable version and you're more than welcome to watch it when and however you want but we really strongly recommend that you do watch it on netflix if you have netflix because netflix tracks all the users they track all the watching Mm -hmm. And if there's more watching viewership of it on Netflix, that gives Netflix a higher likelihood of coming back to the table and being like, we want another one. So it it was really cool to, to get, to get my t-shirt and get, uh, get, get my postcards. And uh, hopefully if we're still here, just because of our timing, like the mug and all that fun stuff. Um, uh, but but it, it's also really cool to have the downloadable ones too, and and yeah. I'll watch the downloadable ones from time to time. But I'll be honest with you, um, I, Netflix I've, man. I, well, yeah, I've I've watched the, I've watched the six and a half episodes. I haven't watched a single one on downloadable yet, and it's all been on Netflix. And that's solely just because one, we already have Netflix, and that's fine. But two, just I mean, I, I want to give season two. Yeah, absolutely. I want this to never end. <laughs> I literally yeah. never want it to end.
0: So, um, all right, real quick. Uh, jo- uh, we'll, we'll start with Adam. Adam, are you there?
2: I I am. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yep, Adam.
0: you're good. Okay, good. <laughs> good.
2: That is going to be your, your catchphrase from now on. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, um, well, oh, no, we'll, get, we'll get in trouble for copyright for, infringement. For, yeah.
1: for each new episode and whenever we're introducing folks that should be your next thing.
2: Yeah. Can, can, you, can you can you hear me? me? <laughs> you got uh, yeah, to stutter there? first. You got to stutter <laughs> first. So you got to be like can 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 you hear me? <laughs> Adam,
0: can you name me uh it can be uh, uh okay. Have you you've watched some of the,
2: the new season, correct? Yes, and are you going to ask me which one's my favorite episode of the old and the new? Oh, um, I don't have a favorite episode of the old because I don't remember because there's so many of them. Like you always that there's like, like there's like five hundred episodes that I probably have seen.
0: Then I don't only like have hundred and ninety nine of them, pal.
2: Well, it feels
1: like five hundred <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, all right. What's what, off
0: the new uh, new season? What's your uh, what's your favorite one? What's-
2: my favorite one is the... Uh, and it's because of the movie. Not because of what they say. or I of mean, the jokes or anything in it. But it's because of the movie. And it's the Star Wars... Um, I call oh it my God. You quickly reminded Holy me that it was not a parody. Shit. It was the real deal. But it's, it's the one with David Hasselhoff in it. Star Crash, man. <laughs> yes. Dude, that's...
1: I'm going to argue... I'm going to say... I think that's one of the top three worst <laughs> movies they've ever done.
2: Yes. Well... See, it's because of the movie And that actually has that had Jerry Seinfeld as Frank Messer. That was player. the one where, yeah,
1: that's the <laughs> one where he set up midway.
2: Yeah. Right, right. And and I just it is just because of the movie because the movie's so goofy and so stupid. Yeah
1: so poor. Like like the first every single mystery science theater, the first ten minutes are just always just a cluster. You're like, there's nothing happening. I don't know what the plot development attempt is. But dude, the Star Crash episode it went on for forty minutes. Like the first forty minutes, I turned to my <laughs> wife like no, no more, like no less than four times, and I was like, I like how stick. how many different storylines are going on? Like at least five at that point, and like it, it was. <laughs> I, even at the end of it, I was like, "This is one of the worst movies they've ever done," and they still did really well with the riffs. Like that, yeah. I, I feel like it's right. a double-edged uh, right. sword when you do a really bad movie. It's either going to be like an average or above average, like riffing, or like just a total, just tire fire riffing. Because there's nothing yeah. you can do. There's nothing you can do.
2: Right, right. See, I, I like I like that episode because I, I'm such a Star Wars fan, and I know you guys are too. But, <laughs> but. It's it's I don't know. I, I liked that episode because it was just like I saw this and I was like, that's that's David Hasselhoff. Well, Star Wars movie. That's not Star
0: Wars. You had David Hasselhoff, but you also had um a renowned actor, Christopher Plummer, showed up in it. Yeah. <laughs> um and then uh Carolyn Monroe, What's which is this movie. This, To my knowledge, this is her second. Uh, this was her first movie, dude. Christopher
1: Plummer was in
0: this, yes. Christopher Plummer was in Star Crash, and then Carolyn Monroe was uh, this is she was a a hammer, what they call a hammer babe or whatever. A hammer, yeah, she was in the hammer films, and um, she's in this, and she's in one later on as well. It was riffed by Mystery Science Theater.
1: Oh my god, Um, he was the emperor.
0: Yeah, he was the. Sorry, just I'm just like, googling
1: this. Like, this is this is kind of <laughs> blowing my mind right now.
2: <laughs> right, uh, and I think I think that's the 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 um, the appeal to this one for me is like they legitimately tried to make a Star Wars movie. That was supposed to compete with Star Wars. And but it was yeah, garbage. Like it was, yes. It yes. was, yes. was it so absolutely bad. was. But you could see where they they legitimately were like, This is gonna be, this is gonna be it, guys. This is we're gonna get Hasselhoff <laughs> in here. we're gonna get Christopher Plummer in here. I mean, this is gonna be so good. And then dude, they released it, and you know that people saw it and they were like, What's this garbage fire trash? You dude, know? The
1: the the Luke Skywalker uh, perm hair. And what, yeah. uh, like, it wasn't the emperor guy, but it was like the 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 primary villain with the weird hair puffs off to the side, and the he was the worst actor of all of them, and it was Crush. Yeah. Like, it was, oh, dude, I okay, no, knowing that Christopher Plummer was that main primary like head good guy, the emperor in this movie was the head good guy, which. <laughs> somehow yeah. correlated to star wars but i like i am I'm, I'm so pumped to go back and i'm going to rewatch that for sure now <laughs> that's that's ridiculous to know that's chris plummer i'm sorry that i'm going on with this but you blew my mind <laughs> <laughs> all right josh uh,
0: what was your your two favorite episodes from the old and from the, i mean your favorite episode from the old and favorite episode from the new
1: um i, I saw- guess new so I, I, I went on a big tangent earlier about my older ones, and this is not necessarily my favorite episode, but um, it, it's important nonetheless, and it's War of the Colossal Beast. Yes. And, and the only reason, the movie Riffage is average to above average. It's a good movie to watch. It's an overall episode, really good movie. But like during something we haven't really mentioned yet either is like during the original series, which I haven't seen in the first seven episodes of the reboot on Netflix, is that they used to watch a lot of shorts before the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is almost certainly the most famous short that Mystery Science Theater has ever done. And it's Mr. Be Natural. And it's, oh my god! It's it's the best thing ever. Like it's this androgynous. It's clearly a woman playing the character in this Mister Be Natural, but the character is called Mister Be Natural, so you know it's a man. And the yes. best part about this <laughs> is, is that like the the main character in it's this kid who is basically kind of having a tough time at school, if I remember right, and. Like he starts to get into like band at school and his, and his parents are kind of like not sure about it, but then Mr. B natural shows up in his dreams and then in his bed at night, it's really weird because it's a woman (laughs) playing a guy, but she shows up to help him with his band. It's just the best thing ever. Mr. B natural. If you can find it anywhere, just the best thing ever. Uh, So I'm going to throw out war of the colossal beast as my reference based solely on Mr. B natural. Um, yeah, and then of, of the new episodes, I'm going to go uh, a toss-up. I've already mentioned Cry Wilderness is amazing, but yeah. Star Crash, Star Crash is is absurdly good. Yeah, um, and the first half of the Land that Time Forgot is really great too. I love how um, how a old dude uh, uh, pops out of the top of the U boat and is fighting the uh, the dragon. Oh, or, yeah. or the, the yeah. dinosaur on top of a submarine. Who yeah. I guess I guess the the dinosaur is kind of leaning in and eager to do that, but it it, it <laughs> it's 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 really good. That that they're they're all good. I've not really seen a super bad one yet
0: of the new uh, ones. I'm gonna have to go with Laser Blast.
2: Yep. Way old. It was
0: just <laughs> the absurd movie, and they just had so much fun with it. And then um, Wizard. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm so
0: looking yeah. forward to these. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I, I got. I've got. I'm gonna count two of them as one, and so I've got actual two episodes. Uh, that i uh, you know, yeah, we'll go with two episodes, but um, one of them is Cry Wilderness, just because it is. It's just incredible. I mean, just the stuff that they did with it, and then I'm gonna go with uh, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom and Wizards of the Lost Kingdom Two. <laughs>
1: But, because, uh, dude, I I wanted to jump ahead and watch both of those so bad, but like oh. the first three, I saw that they were kind of a little bit of a narrative, and I was like, I gotta watch them all in order. So I haven't got there.
0: Yeah. Well, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom is you'll they have nothing to do with each other.
2: <laughs> really? That's so good. That's
1: yeah. They have
0: nothing to do with each it's other. It's
1: everything I want out of both of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and 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 then there's this um, in the Wizards of the Lost Kingdom, they they have this giant Chewbacca knockoff that's all white and woolly who yeah. doesn't really do anything, and then Wizards of the Lost Kingdom Two, um, actually has David Carradine in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it,
0: it, it's just it's so bad. It's a young sire so to a kingdom bad.
1: joins with a vagabond swordsman to reclaim his kingdom from an evil sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pumped to watch those dude. They sound so, so good. When
0: evil screams throughout the world, when all galaxies converge, when that's when all that's fair and Stefansu's lost, a hero will emerge. It's Wizards of the Lost Kingdom, the first one. He has a two it has a two point <laughs> seven. Wizards of the Lost Kingdom 2. The three kingdoms have been overtaken by three evil lords and only uh, Tyre, T-Y-O-R, is how they pronounce it, Tyre. A teenage boy with magical powers can restore peace to the land with the help of uh, uh, a a humbling elder wizard and a hero in each kingdom. Tyre (laughs) fights alongside them and eventually becomes a powerful wizard in his own right. It has a 1.9.
1: All right, so that got a one point. Oh, man, you know what my my litmus test was is I was going to compare it to 2015 Fantastic Four.
0: <laughs> Listen.
1: Fantastic Four somehow made it a 4.3, which is an absolute joke.
0: But we won't get off
1: on that tangent? No, nope, because there's a
0: whole there's a whole podcast of me going off on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which Wizards of the Lost Kingdom 2 has, that David Carradine, um, and Sid Haig, I think it's a like, pronounced his last name, Haig. Sid Haig, who's actually uh, Devil's Rejects House of a Thousand Corpses, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill. Um, you would seem if you bone tomahawk so it,
1: it fits the bill, then.
0: Um, this guy, yeah, he's 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 definitely an exploitation film, but that, yeah, I mean,
1: that's that's why um, that's why he would have been chosen for those newer movies, though,
0: right. Yeah, but he's the best actor out of all of them <laughs> because <laughs> you can clearly tell Caradine is just he needed to pay off his floor in his house. Or something. <laughs> no
1: care at all. Yeah, like, he's just like, thanks thanks for okay, good day. Bye. The,
0: the swords in it are clearly wooden, but they still make a clashing noise when they hit. Yes. This, the, the, the it was just, oh, these, the, both of the, well, I would to you know, forget Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. Wizards of the Lost Kingdom 2 is, is, is my favorite.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the, the second one built upon the first one's strengths then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wizards of the Lost Kingdom 2, uh, the sequel, uh, completely destroys it and they, they destroy it as well. The Cry Wilderness is always going to be, have a special place in my heart. Um, uh, because number two in the in the season but it's just so bad stock footage everywhere this bigfoot costume that has you can see the guy's eyes and his hands Mm -hmm. and and people who just laugh all the time for no reason god i can't wait (laughs) that's cry wilderness yeah so um those are you know (sighs) oh It's just so amazing. So if you've never watched Mystery Science Theater, you can go back. They have, like, the best of on Netflix. You can also start from season, I mean, episode one of of the new one. But please, please watch it, because if you're into just ripping apart movies and and just having a good time and laughing, and I don't mean ripping apart, like, you know, like in a – a critical sense. I'm just saying these movies did it to themselves. Yeah, like,
1: this is this is nothing uh, really negative. This, this no. is all earned.
0: This is all earned, and it's all a good time, and you'll laugh, and you'll laugh, and you'll laugh. Please watch Mr. Sean's Theater, because, uh, especially the new one, because I want a season two, dag on it.
1: And also, uh, just for added mention too, um, on Netflix are a handful of the old ones as well. Um, I think that they've got about uh, 18.
0: Yeah, it's the best uh, of or whatever they want to call it. Well,
1: yeah, so uh, I think it might have been also part of the Kickstarter um, that they just did a general um, fan ranking of some of the best ones and it gave like a top 10 and... Mm -hmm. um, the first 10 or so that they posted on Netflix, the original ones, were a uh, almost uh, a good chunk of, if not all of those top 10 that the fans rated. So, Manos is on there. Um, we haven't mentioned EGA. Yes. Um, Hercules Against the Moon Men is on there. I Accused yeah. My Parents, Laser Blast. Like, there's a really good selection of uh, older episodes. Is
0: Spider
1: Island. Yeah, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is on there, so uh, de- definitely watch them on Netflix. Um, even if you haven't watched them ever before, just do that if you have Netflix. And uh, if you don't like them, that's fine; that's no big deal. But if you do, keep watch them on Netflix, and it gives them more reason to make even more new ones. So that'd be awesome for re- everybody. <laughs>
0: so I think we're going to uh, we're going to end it there. We're going to. Into- uh, that was a great discussion about mr. Theater. I really appreciate you guys. Josh, um, tell us what's going on in your life man?
1: Uh, well I have I, 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 this was supposed to be yesterday, I think right so um, yeah. I was I'm actually in the middle of moving <clears throat> um, I've quit my previous job uh, for a new job. Um, I've been living in Albany, New York and uh, we're moving to Indianapolis uh, uh, within the next uh, few weeks. Um, that's pretty much what's going on with me. There's not really a lot that I do online currently. (laughs) Um, you know, we do, we do a lot of, uh, podcasts, uh, with, with, uh, with, with Screaming Boy. We do a lot of, uh, podcasts with, uh, source material with our friend, Jesse Starcher. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I'm, I'm really just on Twitter tweeting about a whole lot of nothing, probably not entertaining to most of you. (laughs) <laughs> um if, if you're morbidly curious, uh, it's just at Red Parallax. Um, uh, that's that's pretty much it for me right now. Really, for me, there's a lot of um, college football I tweet about. Um, it's obviously mid-May, so not the best time to do that right now. But um, yeah. I'm kind of just focused on what's going on with the Stanley Cup playoff, and uh, that, that's pretty much it right now for me. <laughs> Adam,
2: can can you guys hear me? Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. No, you can find me. <laughs> Fantastic. You can, you, can, you can find me on Twitter at Adam is a nerd. Um I keep saying this, but I'm eventually gonna tweet out. I, I tweeted there for a long time. You did. You did I you don't, did well. I don't do much with it anymore because I won the uh, office
0: pool on that, by the way. Boy, well yeah, what I was, well, I was betting everybody in, in our imaginary office. <laughs> um, you need that the yours, you money or real money that you would, that you wouldn't keep up with it. So I won. I won a dollar. I'm it's the only person weird. in the
1: imaginary office. How many office. bitcoins is this? <laughs> <laughs> gonna, say, <laughs>
2: <laughs> your, your your bitcoin mine that you uh, that you have. I don't know. I don't know the, you can probably actually get some money off of that conversion right? rate. <laughs> yeah, one one bitcoin like, to, to the, the internet, dude. One one bitcoin to twelve magic beans. One bitcoin equals holy crap. One
1: dollar is point zero 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 five eight bitcoin.
2: So it is magic beans.
1: (laughs) So the better way is to say how many is one bitcoin is seventeen hundred dollars maybe I should start asking to get paid in Bitcoin. Holy shit. But the thing
2: is, a Bitcoin was designed to have trillions in circulation.
1: So you can use your
2: computer.
1: So you'll get like two Bitcoin a month. (laughs) (laughs) For
2: for, for what are you doing? What kind of of crappy job is that? It's like... (laughs)
1: Oh wow. $1700. That's seriously. It's like yes, yeah, $3400 a month. That's
2: not, you uh it's not that's bad. like um 30, that's like it's 45 like 45 grand a year. <laughs> 45 like, grand a on, uh, year
1: is basically what uh I have to do the math. I'm going to be It's like when they
2: that's like uh, on Euro trip where they where they pull out their spare change and they give it to the guy, the owner, the the and they live like King's concierge at the hotel. And he's like, <laughs> "I quit." He holds up the nickel
1: and goes, "I quit." <laughs> How <laughs> much money do you make a year? Forty eight Bitcoin. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so you can find the show on just about any source of. Uh, Uh, Social media, Facebook, just look up Screaming Boy Podcast. Uh, On Twitter, we are Screaming Boy PR. Instagram, Screaming Boy Podcast. Um, Josh and I both have seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, so we'll probably be talking about that at at a later date, um, later on down the road. And then, because it was an amazing movie, such a great movie. And then... um, you can find I, I, the reason I mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy because that's what we posted last on on Instagram. Uh, and then you can find us on uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Litch and Broadcasting Network, which can be found on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher, uh, where you can find source material, uh, Damn You Hollywood, a bunch of great movies, uh, TV Party Tonight. Because they made me, I actually made Mark Radulich watch uh, Silverado, which is one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite westerns of all time. Uh, so you can find us all on there. Uh, we are having a blast doing this. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, Mystery Science Theater is now on Netflix. Please watch it because, I, like I said before, Josh, Adam, and I, we want a season two. So with that, for Josh Glanders, for Adam Runyon, I am Ronnie Adams. We're out.